Hello, Internet. Uh, welcome to a very special episode of the Get Geek podcast. Uh, as many of you know, uh, the actor Chadwick Boseman passed away uh, this week at the age of 43 of colon cancer. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about him and try to honor him in this podcast as best as we can as a staple uh, of geek culture, a fine young actor with a lot of potential. Um, so as I said this week, we're just going to talk about that a little bit. And we do have a special guest. Uh, I'm Jose. This is Gabe. Uh, this is Danny. Am I the AJ? special guest? Yeah, you're the you special are. guest. You are the I'm special just, guest. Sure. All right. All right. Cool. So, so yeah, I'm Danny. I mean, there's not that much special about you, but you know, this yeah, is not the other podcast. You cannot talk to me like that here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. yeah. Eli. What other? Oh, and this is Walt. All right. So. Uh, just before we get started, I guess we'll do a couple of things as usual. Please forgive any sound issues that we're having on the podcast. We are recording remotely to be as safe as possible. So if you have any issues that you hear with sound artifacts or any other issues, we're too low, we're too loud, whatever it is, let us know. Give us some feedback. We would appreciate it. And again, please thank you for bearing with us. As well, the best way to support the podcast, of course, is to like, rate, share, and subscribe. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes, where all your favorite podcasts are sold. Give us any feedback you have on the podcast. Then, uh, real quick, guys, what other podcast were Gabe and Danny talking about? I guess plug that real quick because you guys are so we, so, so we, we, universe. We uh, run another podcast called The Grappling Review. Yeah. Um, I am, most of you guys may already know, I own a jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai school called the Dojo, which currently is shut down. Uh, but I focus mainly on jiu-jitsu, and Danny is my student. So when we're on Gabe that podcast, me. I own him, <laughs> and he does whatever I say. Like, go get me cookies and stuff in the city. But um, on the other podcast, though, not on this one. I could talk to him however I want. It's called <laughs> The Grappling <laughs> Review. You guys should go check it out. It's pretty cool. You we have interviews now. We're pretty, pretty, pretty. We're pretty up guys. there. We're pretty, we're pretty good interviewers. You guys are legit. Apparently, oh, new quit, new quote right there. We are pretty yeah. good interviewers. Yeah, that's a plug right there. That's a heck of a plug. <laughs> we are pretty anyway, good interviewers. Check out our podcast. Go ahead. We're not here for the grappling review. We're here yeah. for um, something that I think is really important and dear to us, mm. and it's the life and legacy that Chadwick Boseman has left behind. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, how do we start? I mean. You know, how do you start that shock? <laughs> uh, like, what what was your what we you know what I would like to know is yeah. what each of you were doing the moment that you found out and who and how you heard of it. Oh man, what was I doing? Uh, huh. I was with a friend of mine. Actually, we were hanging out. We were walking around. I was with the friend that I saw Black Panther with, mm-hmm. one of my closest friends, uh, who happens to be black as well. So. You know, we kind of talked about the impact it had on both of us. And, you know, the movie had a huge impact on him. Just to give you an idea, he's, you know, he's a big movie buff. He loves Marvel movies. He's not one to go see a movie in the theater twice. You know the type. But he saw this movie twice. We almost saw it three times. Mm-hmm. So, like, that night, yeah, we, we were hanging out. Obviously, it was pretty late, I think, when we all found out. 
And, you know, we talked about it a little bit. Like, it was just complete and utter shock. I think we were talking about fantasy baseball or something, a fantasy baseball league we're both in. And it just got interrupted. Uh, and real quick, yeah, we, we I looked at my phone, and he was reading some stuff about his team. And he paused, and I paused. We both got the notification, I guess, at the same time. And obviously, the conversation just, you know, went about Chadwick Bozeman from there. What um, what about you guys? What was happening with you when you found out the news? I'm trying to think now, actually. Yeah, I mean, hard. I was in shock. And I know that, like, the yeah. moment that I found out, I was just, like, calling everybody. Like, you know, I usually don't, you know, like, obviously, when Kobe Bryant died, I was in shock mm-hmm. um, and everything. But I wasn't as in shock as I was this past Friday, you know. Um yeah. Oh man, what was I doing? I forgot what I was doing. It was I think I was later. playing like Call of Duty actually, and then I like in in the lobby. I was waiting. I just went to check uh, Instagram or something, and I saw um, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman by accident. Like I just scrolled real quick, and I saw his, you know, like picture. I thought it was just another picture of him, you know, you know, celebrity photo and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just read as I scrolled up. I just read. RIP and I was like wait wait what and I immediately went to Google put in his name just to see the reports and all of a sudden I saw everywhere variety and the whole nine read mm-hmm. about like um the statement read the statement that uh, that was put out and um yeah just immediately I I honestly felt like you know that we lost a like a real king you know in my I don't know it's just that that's like kind of like the shockwave that I feel like has a growing legend. Happened, so yeah, 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 yeah. What about you guys? Uh, I was actually I was sipping on some henny and oh, sitting with two friends, and then literally one yeah. of my friends was just like, "I hate to break the news to you, but Chadwick Boseman passed away." And I thought they were just fucking with me. And I was like, "Come mm-hmm. on, like, like, why would you?" Why would you play like that's that? That's like why well, was like that's like it's such a very specific name to throw out there that it was like oh like like Black Panther like Jackie Robinson like nah and then that's when you know pull the phone out Instagram CNN all these other things start posting and showing and you're just like okay and you're right it's like it was this weird shock but like there was a lot of disbelief in it also yeah. Because then you kind of go back and you're like, oh, wait, wait, no, let me, maybe I misread that. Maybe they've got it wrong. Cause, you know, and then you read specifically colon cancer and you're like, but did we know he had that? Like, did anyone know he had that? So it's like, is this real? Is it fake? Like, yeah, it was pretty sad. Mm -hmm. What about you? Uh, What about the boys? Yeah, Eli, what were you doing? They were probably on DBZ. Were you asleep? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You were talking about how corny something yeah. was, Eli. At least, oh, talking about how corny so it is that Fortnite were... is in the MCU or in Marvel Marvel canon now. Sorry, go ahead. We were we were, we were kind of just chilling. Like I have my own seat over in the couch area, so I was there. You're probably right. I was probably looking at Legends or Delcon or something. And then <laughs> yeah, you know. Walt comes over and he's like, you know, Ches- Chadwick Boseman died. I'm like, sorry, what? How? Like, at first I thought exactly like what Danny said. Is this like some kind of joke? The dude's like in his 40s. 
I was like, wow. It was, it was yeah. crazy to say the least. And yeah. I'm sorry if that sounds generic, but that's the only way I can describe it. It's nuts. Yeah. Weren't we doing Bill and Ted also? We just finished watching. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that's right. We were just talking about So just so you guys know, we, as we do, we do our research and prepare, try our best to prepare for uh, our podcast and stuff. And we were mm-hmm. all kind of like talking about the next episode is supposed to be the our review and our impressions on Bill and Ted 3, which just came out this weekend. But, you know, we're, we're going to push that, um, you know, because this is such an important thing to talk about and discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is bigger than than just about anything. And you can see it in the outpouring from everyone. Yeah. From yeah. like former the former president, Barack Obama, like down to like every person you know pretty much. Every Chuck actor, post. every celebrity, Chuck Schumer like cursing on Facebook. Yeah. Saying F twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, that's I, where I, like I saw the yeah. tributes. The athlete tributes always get me. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, with the with the yeah. Wakanda forever, like kind of crossing yeah, their man. arms and doing that on the court yeah. and doing all that, like that's big, man. You know what I mean? Like so, it, it was huge to everyone. It was a huge impact. Right. So that's something that like we 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 should talk about, right? Because it's 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 one thing to note, you know, and and, and in the uh, statement, um, it's 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 important to note that uh, um, Chadwick Boseman believed that the mantle of Black Panther was the honor of his life. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, but he, it's not the only thing that he did. He did, you know, Jackie Robinson. Of course, we mentioned he did uh, Third Good Marshall. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, I'm blanking here. It was uh, uh, James we Brown. Were, we were just yeah, getting James on Brown and stuff. Up. So he did a lot. He did a lot of very iconic um, representation of of, of black uh, leaders and very important black roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is it's it's this is the thing that I feel like, at least from my perspective, my point of view, that he is being, you know, uh, known for. It's Black Panther, and it's not so much because oh he played a superhero, or that he played this character that is a king, but because he really did kind of become like royalty, you know, in a way, the way that he carried himself, the way that he operated. Um, you know, the way that he interacted with people and his worldviews is what I feel like he embodied as far as like that royal view, which is why I feel like we we really did lose a king, you know, not just, you know, in, yeah. in from characterization and stuff. But, you know, um, so I, I also so think I, I read like, somewhere that he, he did like seven movies in the time period that he was sick, which is like and he did like that's that's crazy. You know, and then that's the and other thing, too. Like, years. Mm hmm. And you, you gotta, know, you gotta understand. Yeah. Probably when he was filming Black Panther, he probably knew at the time, he because did. that's yeah. around the time well, that, he did, uh, yeah. that he was he was diagnosed with this. So you got you got to look at it this way: he's he's doing Black Panther. Black Panther is a demanding role because a lot of the yeah. things he did, those were stunts that he did, and he, you know you already you know weakened from it, and then going forward, you know all the other things that he's done, you know it, it's just amazing that he was still able to do all of that stuff undergoing all the treatment and all the surgeries that he's had to go out undergo during that right. time. No, and you know, you know go, uh, no one knows exactly when he was diagnosed specifically, but it was around 2016. So that right. was when he was first coming to prominence in civil war. 
as Black Panther. And then mm-hmm. in 2017, that's when he was filming it. So that's a year after he found out. In 2018, the movie comes out. And all this time between treatments and all that, he's filming that and and obviously a lot of other things. And again, physically demanding roles because in 21 Bridges, there's a little bit of an action tilt to it, it looks like. And in, in uh, The Five Bloods, which came out recently on Netflix, he also Netflix, is like yeah. a soldier. So he he's does a lot of very physical work. And again, he's he does a lot of great things about re- representation of black characters and the black experience in different stories. So he's doing all of this. Well, I mean, what do you guys think? What 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 was his thought process? What was his reasoning? Like the impact, maybe. So, yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that was like kind of interesting, and I felt like I I, I kind of noted this personally. I didn't really speak it out loud, but in in hindsight, it kind of makes sense. In Avengers Endgame and stuff, he didn't have like a super prominent role, um, and even in the parts that he did show up. He looked a little bit, you know, thinner. He didn't look, you know, as full as he did in, in the original Black Panther. And now thinking back on it, like clearly he was going through, you know, because they said that he, he, he went through multiple surgeries and he went through chemotherapy. And I even felt like in the scenes that he was walking around, he looked like he was walking around, you know, I don't want to say unhealthy, but he just looked different, you know, and I, and I remember distinctly kind of noting that and, um, now, obviously, I didn't think that he was sick, but I it's just something that like I wondered in the back of my mind. And then you mentioned you just saw the five bloods and mm-hmm. you mentioned that, you know, there's some sort of like, uh, you know, almost like a farewell or whatever. Did you notice anything like that when you saw that? So um, I guess there's without spoilers, of course, guys, that. So. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil the the five bloods for for anyone. It's the new Spike Lee film that came out on Netflix and uh starring uh clark peters and um good lord i'm blanking on some of the, some of the cast delroy lindo and of, of course chadwick boseman was one of the main characters in this movie um and there's one thing i want to note very quickly before that and i don't know if you guys had ever seen this but there are a couple of photos that have materialized over the last couple of years of him looking really thin mm-hmm. like like sickly thin and that i saw i think earlier this year maybe late last year. And I was, as many other people were, kind of concerned with how thin he looked. But, uh, you know, you kind of write it off sometimes a little bit and like, okay, maybe this is for a role or, uh, you know, he's losing weight. Maybe it's just he's looked like that because he's going to play a character that's, that's whatever, thinner for some reason. And then I saw the five bloods and he looked thinner in that movie. But, it, you know, it made sense to me in that movie because obviously the the storyline of this movie, again, without spoiling it is, it's it's a a group of black men many years after serving in the Vietnam War. It's a group of five of them. They're the Five Bloods, obviously the the, the title of the movie. And what what happens essentially is uh, they come together after many years, and it's it's implied very early on. It's not even implied. It's 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 explicit that Chadwick Boseman passed away. His character passed away. Uh, in you know they don't say exactly when, but you can figure that out obviously from from them being pretty explicit at the beginning of the movie about honoring him and all of that. And they go back to Vietnam in order to like find a treasure that they had left there. So it's a it's a slightly odd movie in in the the plotting uh, and and how they get all these characters together. But 
what they do in the movie is they have flashback scenes where all of the older characters, like I said, Clark Peters, Delroy Lindo, are interacting with a young Chadwick Boseman in flashbacks of the Vietnam War. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it made sense to me that he would be thin there because if you're in a war, you're not always going to be eating all that great. Like it, it makes perfect sense. So, but long story short, and again, without spoiling it in that movie, since the movie was partially a tribute to his character, right? That's the whole point of this movie. It's almost like the way he plays it. And again, this is just my opinion. I don't know. Maybe Spike Lee had an idea because Chadwick Boseman really had an idea. This might be the ma- the last movie he's ever going to film. So maybe Spike Lee and him came up with something saying like, let's, let's play this the way that it is in real life. Like maybe you're memorializing yourself in a sense. Maybe. And there's, yeah, there's a, there's a way that he plays it. And I, again, I'll, I'll stop there because I don't want to spoil it for anyone or kind of plant that idea in everyone's head. If that's not necessarily what was, what they were trying to achieve. But there definitely is something that I saw there. I don't know if anybody else has seen the movie or if anybody else would agree. Or, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know because like he, you know, you know he, he didn't make anyone privy, including, you know, right. the, the um, director of Black Panther. He didn't, you know, he was going through everything during yeah. mm-hmm. Black Panther and afterwards and, you know, filming for Endgame and no one knew. I mean, as far as, and, you know, the director straight up said that like he's super private and no one was, he wasn't mm-hmm. privy to his, you know, personal struggles and stuff. Um, I don't know if anybody at Marvel was privy to it at all. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. If Spike Lee. Knew. I think that's the, that's the reason why I, I think that may be the reason why it feels like such a gut punch because, you know, at least with some other, some other actors or, or celebrities, you kind of have an inkling and this just came out of left yeah. field, you know, like nobody knew anything. Again, like from, from the you reaction, know, it was again, like, like Oh, he died of he died of what colon like that's kind of things that you you get announced yeah, almost exactly. immediately like I mean credit to him for keeping his life private but, right but but you know the other thing too is like that that also goes to show that like you know um, in the moment where like your uh, the end is near and you know that it's a possibility that you can pass anytime that's you know from you know when we watch movies of end of life type of situations and scenarios and stuff, or you hear these stories from others, when you know that the end is near, you tend to do a couple things, right? Like you, you, you start like thinking about how you're going to be remembered. You start thinking about the others around mm-hmm. you. And it's very clear that he didn't want people to suffer through him. And he also, you know, wanted to make sure that he had a lasting legacy the way that he, you know, interacted with like, other people in this in, in the uh, filmmaking community and stuff, being a positive role model for them, texting them, you know, messages of inspiration, um, like Josh Gad, uh, you know, just sending him he a message broken. of inspiration for the day on on a rainy day, and you know, Josh Gad just, was really broken up. Yeah, it's just it, you know, it goes so to show that, that like that he, the up. moment that he realized mm-hmm. that like it's it's possibly the end of his time, instead of letting everyone know and then kind of keeping to himself or, you know, making the rest of his days kind of about that. He wanted to make sure that he had like purpose. And I think that that's what makes it like, you know, even thinking about it right now, that just makes it even, you know, harder to accept because he, that's the heroic thing. He just got married. That was recent. He literally just got married. Like, like he, he was, he was with his girlfriend since 2015. Uh Uh-huh. 
they got engaged in October. Wow. And supposedly they said that they got married in secret. So he he yeah. knew yeah. Yeah. that his time mm-hmm. was short. You know, if you look back and, and look at the tea leaves, you see you mm-hmm. see all the little hints, but of course nobody's thinking that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it 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 kind of speaks to how well he was cast, not only as you know Thurgood Marshall um, and other you know iconic black characters, and then you come to Black Panther, and Black Panther was definitely at least by most accounts, you know Ryan Coogler and everyone else that that worked with him, Lupita Nyong'o and mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan, they they said that Black Panther was really a very, very close extension of him. And that's one of the things that's special about the MCU to be certain, but that's, what's amazing about him as an actor, as in person is that in the movie you see, like there's this great poise, you know, to him, there's this, there is this kind of Royal quality, but it's not a cockiness. No, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very kind confidence. And you, you hear that from him, from everybody that's interacted with him, that he was a very, very, he was an interested person. He was very in the moment with everybody that he interacted with, whether it was a little kid in the hospital that he was visiting, knowing that they're going through, that he's going through, in many cases, yeah. some form of cancer like they are when he's going to visit them with every actor that he interacted with, every fan. You know, there's that Jimmy Fallon video that's been going around recently of him interacting with some people mm. that don't know oh, that he's going to pop out, you know, like that they're talking about and what Black Panther also- meant to them and then he pops out and like, he seems like such an affable. There's like, another good video that's person, going around you know? that's like killing yeah. me. Did you guys see the Access Hollywood red carpet video? Yeah, the one where he talks about how he's dead. Yeah, the one that he keeps that repeating that I'm dead. I'm dead. Like they yeah. asked him about his future Ooh. with Marvel, <laughs> and he's saying I can't. I can't talk about it. I'm dead. And he just keeps saying. At that moment, he knew what he was going through. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. I think so oh, too. That's hard. I haven't seen it. That sounds heartbreaking. Also that other video. Well, they're talking yeah, about that other his that character, out, right, in Endgame like, right. when he's doing that. But it's just the way that he they repeats are, yeah, it like they, four they, times. They are, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he repeats it so often. Uh, well, you were saying something. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, there's also that video, and I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Black Panther came out, you know, he was he was speaking about um, these two these two kids, which... You know, you you watch that video now and it just breaks your heart because he's talking about two kids yeah. that have terminal cancer. They just wanted to. And, yeah. You know, I remember that. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And they were holding on to watch that thing. And he That's actually right. broke down oh during that gosh. video. And it's just like it's it's like one of these things where it's like, you know, he he's going through it. He knows their pain and, you know, he, he understands that. And again, like all this stuff that you go back to and see, it's like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff that he was going through. And just that quiet dignity. I mean, you know, that's that's something that I'll always remember Chadwick Boseman for. The dignity that he shows in all of his roles. Like, we, we were just watching 42 right before Great this movie. podcast, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Oh, absolutely. It is. It is. I, there were times where I was getting all welled up, you know, teary-eyed and whatnot. Because just, just to see that struggle. But again, you know, that role... And again with James Brown and again with Thurgood Marshall, those were all roles that required a certain amount of... You couldn't fake the funk on that when it comes to dignity. And he did it so effortlessly. And, you know, Black Panther is going to be the the role that he's always remembered by. But it's almost as if those three roles were preparing him 
for that role, you know, because it it the way he he portrayed T'Challa was so effortlessly mm-hmm. effortless, you know, it it was it was just something where. He, it didn't even look like he was acting. It was just a natural extension right. of himself. That was him. Yeah, it was. You know? That's what Ryan Coogler yeah. talked about. Yeah. You know, that every interaction was very genuine. That's why they cast Shuri. He talks about it on his little quick. Uh, well, he he did a he did a uh, memoriam, a little wrote a little memoriam on Twitter, and he talks about how like with Shuri, the thing, the reason that they cast her was because he was so poised and so kingly and so good at it, but he's still kind of like this this you know sweet guy. And Shuri made him laugh, like made him break and kind of brought out that side of him. So she helped us see it in the film, like just who he was as a person and how he brought it to the role. It's very, it's, it's very interesting yeah, that, yeah. Um, you know, in Black Panther, which essentially is the movie that kind of, you know, figuratively crowned him as a king, that there's also a king making ceremony yeah. in the film. So it's almost mm-hmm. like, like so official. You know, like he and 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 mm-hmm. and that king making ceremony that was portrayed, it shows that he is willing to fight. You know, willing to go through the struggle, even though he's you know at a disadvantage when he gets the Black Panther power taken away from him and stuff. But he's still willing to fight, and even in a fight, still you know maintain that kingly attitude and and showing mercy and 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 everything is just I don't know. Like I, like it's I don't think anyone could have filled that role you know like you had to be speaking to what you're saying Walt. you had to have that dignity already mm-hmm. to play this role it was effortless yeah. for him he, he didn't have to work at it it was just something that came naturally and you know what's the crazy thing he never wanted to be an actor in the first he wanted place. to be a director because yeah yeah he yeah. wanted to be a director he went to school for directing and the only reason that he went into acting was because and and you know this is like a Jedi thing and whatnot, but he needed to know all of the aspects of mm-hmm. filmmaking yeah. in order for him to be a, a, a great director. And not only that, but he was a playwright also. That I he didn't wrote, know. Wow. He wrote a, a yeah. He wrote a play. He so he went to high school and he was a basketball player, but drama was still his first love. Mm-hmm. But he actually wrote a play in high school that they actually did because it was commemorating. And again, this speaks to the type of person that he was. Mm -hmm. The play was based off of um, one of his teammates that passed away while they, while they were in school. And he wrote a play on that. And to top it all off, that's not the only play because he's done other plays. There's another play that he did um, where he actually got awards for it. Mm -hmm. You know, so there, there's there's a lot of a lot of things that people don't know about. You know, he used to teach. Nope. That I had he yeah, was, he, that I had, had was aware of. I, I don't know what it. he taught, but. Yeah, he it was so very brief. Though, everybody I knows believe. the story about him going to Howard mm-hmm. and, and, you know, mm-hmm. um, Felicia Rashad taking him under his wing and mentoring him. And, you know, Felicia was actually the one that hooked him up with Denzel Washington, who then paid for his tuition to go to Oxford. Mm-hmm you know, to study. But, um, you know, he, he did a lot of things outside of just acting. You know, he's a staunch th- supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, um, when when he was doing the Marvel movies, you know, they, they started a campaign called the Universe Unites campaign, which was supposed to raise awareness, 
you know, and funds for children's charities. And he also taught. And this was around the time where he actually considered quitting right before um, he got the 42 part. Okay. But, you know, he went to, uh, he was in like one of these, um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, he was, he mentored, he mentored a whole bunch of kids, you know, in, a, in, in an inner city group where it was about drama, but he was there teaching. And even once he became big, he still was hugely involved in that. That shows you the type of person that he was. These are all kind of things that he ends up doing in in some form or fashion uh, in Black Panther as well. The charities that he he donates to by the end of the movie. I mean, because the, there is a a lot of feedback on on that movie came from him. Like he worked really intimately with Ryan Coogler. It was his idea to to use the. The the I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this correctly the the Kosa language the African language in the film mm-hmm. uh, to kind yeah. of free it from the the influence of colonized accents European accents to make it show that that Wakanda was very independent was never conquered so there were a lot of ideas that that he put in that movie that were part of his personality that you kind of described where he was very very involved in his community he was very very involved in uplift, uplifting other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and reaching out to other people and bringing people together in order to to create well part of his legacy and a better future for those people, which was something that was really interesting about what he brought to every role and what he was like as a person. Um, I just want to say, like, I, what I was when I was watching Black Panther yesterday, uh, just to kind of piggyback off that thought of how he played the character as an extension of himself. What I was noting and what I had noted before is that one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when he fights M'Baku early on. I think we talked about that a moment ago, like his kingly coronation and all that. That's one of the, the best, I think fight scenes in the entire MCU and in all of comics, or excuse me, in all of comic book movies at telling a story in the fight, right? Because in that fight, from start to finish, you see everything about him that makes him special. Again, not just as Black Panther, but as a person. You know, you, you see his pride, you see his strength, you see his resolve, you see his kindness and his mercy. You see all of that in that scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I think is very interesting also because that adds to, you know, what we can talk about, which was his impact not just on us, but on everyone as a whole, which is kind of where, you know, where we've been moving towards with this conversation. But I just, I don't know if you, if you guys noted any of that in any of his other roles or anything like that, uh, where you kind of saw that going through. Uh, actually, so 42 was the my first exposure to him as an actor. I, I, I hadn't really mm-hmm. seen him in anything else before that. But I remember I, I, I've been a very big fan of Jackie Robinson for a long time. Like I live right by the Jackie Robinson Parkway. Like Jackie Robinson's grave is like <laughs> a couple feet away from where my great grandmother was buried. So I used like his yearbook. I wow. used a quote of his in, as my yearbook quote in high school. Like I, I did like papers on him. Like so to see that movie, wow. All right. like and how he portrayed it, like it was it was. I thought he did a great job at it, and 
you know, there's the one scene that in particular sticks out to me. If I don't know if anyone's really has anyone else seen the movie. If you haven't, yeah, if you, it's if I, we just I, if, literally if you haven't, it, yeah. check it out. It, he gives a great performance in that also, but it's that scene towards the end where he just has that breakdown in that hallway, like going to the dugout. Oh, in the, the, oh the my dugout. god! Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! Like to this day, that was like I had tears because it. it's just like he put all his emotions. That it's just to this day. Wow, mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> and it, and like so when I saw he was casted as. Black Panther was like, all right, they got a great actor for this because he blew me away in that movie, honestly. And I thought he did a great job of portraying a struggle. And, you know, I, someone touched on it earlier. It's it's true. Like all these roles kind of like built him up to be ready to play this king who has experienced this trouble and all these yeah. other things. And, you know, it just it's great. And it, and it just honestly feels like it, it just honestly feels like um, each movie is kind of like reflecting his his um personality and um mm-hmm. giving us a sense of who he really is not just not just the character i mean yeah the character it, it helps us under we we're basically watching the movie and we know we know we have information about the character but mm-hmm. one of the main things that you really see from this movie these movies like black panther mm-hmm is just his personality. It's not really... It's, yeah, I mean, he embodies the character. It's, it's He's not it's, acting it's, it's, as those characters. He's embodying them, and then he's mm-hmm. lending... He's, right. he's, he's lending his could, own experiences come out in those roles. You could say he's inhabited by those characters, right. in a sense. Right. Yeah, because if you look at... If you look at some of the roles, he doesn't really look like, like some of the characters that he's playing. Right. But... It's it's the personality and and you know his interpretation of the character that's so powerful, you know you don't and that that just proves to you you don't have to look like the character in order to be the character and that's what he does so well, mm-hmm. you know he just dives there's, and puts everything into all these roles. There's a it makes you sorry no it makes you sad to to see or it makes you sad to think what other roles he would have inhabited in the future of his career, you know, other iconic, you know, people from black history or, or something along those lines. It's it's kind of sad. That's that's something I kind of wanted to talk, uh, touch about because touch on, because, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing that I thought that, that kind of struck me like today, again, scrolling through Instagram, we see the outpouring of love and support, but we also saw, I saw um, a, a picture of clearly, you know, a boy that, uh, is a super fan of Black Panther. He's sitting there on the floor with uh, Black Panther toys and DVD and, and, and looks like an art book and stuff, comic books, you know, and he's just sobbing and crying at the news that he just found out that, you know, Chadwick Boseman died. And one thing that I think is important is the fact that, like, in Black Panther, this is a hero right now that's that's current right now for the kids that kids can relate to, right? Like all these other mm-hmm. heroes um, from the past, none of the kids today grew up with them. You know, they didn't grow up with, you know, Thurgood Marshall and Jackie Robinson and and, and whatnot. You know, so um, there's and and there's not many current, you know, 
heroes out there like in media that kids today can relate, black children that can look up to and say, yeah, when I grow up, I want to be like him, you know? And I mm-hmm. think that like, that's another, you know, big loss, you know? And, and I think in a way too, though, the fact that he's able to represent that and be that hero for all those kids, that, that character is now also going to be those, the, the gateway for the young black community into these past heroes through his representation as well. So, you know, that, that's another thing that I think that sucks is, you know, man. Right. Because even if you look at, you know, he's, he wasn't the first, let's say, uh, black superhero that we saw on film, but he was kind of the first of a type because if you think about it, what have we seen before? We saw blade. He's an antihero, not a superhero. He's not, you know, he's not, as moral as the character of Black Panther is mostly portrayed as in the comics and elsewhere. And Spawn, he's like a guy from hell. Like Again, this is, not this like, is what not you, like you don't even heroes. see that he's black for most yeah. of the movie. You know, these are anti-heroes. You know, don't forget Luke Cage. Luke Cage in a don't TV show, Cage. of course. You know, it's not that he he's the first by any stretch of the imagination, but it also, no, no. in terms of impact, let's let's also remember that that he did show and the the big thing about this movie was that it made so much money and it showed everyone that this this weird myth in hollywood that movies that had black casts and black crews for some reason couldn't make money was always this ridiculous myth in hollywood so that's part of the impact and then you watch how people saw it around the world in africa how people kind of were dancing and celebrating at screenings of this film, Rep- like, representation is is such a big deal. Like it's it's, it's huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and and the it, it it was just the way that it was so positive, the way that it made so much money, and was so successful in one of in the most successful franchise in the world, being the MCU. And then you know I to mean, to touch upon how we also were looking forward again to seeing him in terms of like the, the geek impact, you know, to talk about that for a moment, like who wasn't looking forward to seeing him like maybe be a leader of the Avengers in future movies or him fighting Namor or him becoming a part of the Illuminati, you know, like all this stuff that's going on in the comics, like him being part of Matt. Can you imagine how awesome it would have been for his role Let's say they brought the Illuminati from Marvel Comics into this where he has to like kind of be a little shady, which, you know, of, of course, the character is not perfect in the comics, but that ad, that would have added such a much more interesting layer. And to see Chadwick Boseman do that, we're not going to get to see that, you know, and, you know, we get there is a, you know, his sister Shuri in the comics, Letitia Wright is Black Panther, but then that transition, however they decide to do it now is going to be so much different. You know, and Ryan Coogler was talking about the lines that he was writing for Black Panther 2 that Chadwick Boseman is never going to get to say. So that's the next question. Yeah, is, again, is, he didn't know. Is, is right? where, where, do, where does the franchise go from here? You know, the, you know we, we've been chatting about this like all night last night after everything. But uh, where do you guys think the MCU is going to take Black Panther? Do they recast him and we still have T'Challa alive? Uh, do they um, do three no, D? No, 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 no. Do no, they no. do three D modeling? You know? <laughs> that is, I'm with it. No, absolutely not. I would not want to see three no, D model. No, wait, but uh, no, but I'm saying like you know, you know how they brought like 
Um, you know, with the whole, uh, whatchamacallit, I forgot what was the term now. Somebody that was, uh, like the face swapping and all that, you know what I mean? Oh, with, uh, with, oh, um, Fast and Furious. Oh, like, with, uh, no, no, no or fakes. Tarkin from Star Wars. Deep fakes. Yeah, yeah, deep fakes, right? deep fakes. No, you know, like, I, do you think that, they, that they'll do, like, a deep fake of yeah. Chadwick Boltzmann's face no. and tell a story? No, no, no. They or they might do it briefly I, for a transition, and that's well, all they, that I would accept. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. done four movies in the MCU. There, there is footage probably that we've never seen. That's true that too. Maybe they can repurpose. Mm-hmm. But well, here's the around. question that I have. Um, but Here, here's the no. question that I have, right? Because they did it with Leia, but it didn't really work out that well with Leia because no. they used the extra footage that they had, um, but. Because the actual footage wasn't meant for that story or those lines, it didn't really, it, you could tell that it was just kind of spliced in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I'm afraid yeah. of of happening, that like they'll kind of do like a disservice to him by splicing him in and the story not feeling very like uh, disjointed. We're going to get another the game only, of like Sopranos. The, <laughs> the only thing I'll say about the Leia stuff is that Leia wasn't, truly the star of the movie so she would have had filmed less scenes yeah as opposed to you know chadwick boseman he had an entire movie that was just dedicated to him i'm pretty sure there's a lot of scenes that hit the cutting floor that maybe you can repurpose hopefully they, you know? they were I think that's the one little difference they were supposed to focus on Leia in the last movie though so that well i mean we saw how that worked out yeah like, they they, they, not they into but that. they never they never got around to yeah. it because they didn't have exactly. enough footage so that's it, what i'm saying know? like they, she was supposed to be the star of the film essentially or a star or one of the top billing uh roles and stuff right. and essentially t'challa would be a top billed role yeah you know um I don't know, man. I, 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 I they would have to have enough to transition yeah. him. I, I, I so guess. So no but, one here would know, be good I, with a recast. I don't. No. 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 Who, who would you no recast? Way. How, like, who do you I'm, think? I'm would, not saying I know who could recast. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I, don't, I As agree, a, so. like a new T'Challa. I say a new Black Panther altogether. But, completely new character. New name. New. New everything. Let King T'Challa. Let him be. Let Boswick be. Uh, he is Bozeman Black Panther. Be, uh, he is Black be Panther. T'Challa. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a f- there's, there's there could be many Black Panthers, but there's only one T'Challa, and that's the thing. Like I think, see, my thing is that Chadwick Boseman um, is T'Challa, and T'Challa is Black Panther. You know, but he is the character of T'Challa. The character of T'Challa, the uh, character, the his his how he carried himself in the film is what he's being remembered as. So if if you if you recast the character of T'Challa, then that person needs to be as good as Bozeman, if not better. He needs to be yeah. able to convey that dignity. He needs to be able to carry himself the way that Bozeman carried, carried himself. You know, but so, that's not going to happen. So what do we do? We game? Do we game of death this? Do we just use all the footage? And <laughs> what's going on? Well, let me let me let me put this out there. Like, I'm really torn on what you want to do about recasting this role because. Uh, like everyone else, I was looking forward to seeing T'Challa, like, again, take on Namor and do all of these incredible things that he does in the comics. That's one of his most iconic recent storylines. But there is only one person that I would off the top of my head. And this is because I, I mentioned it earlier and I also saw finished it recently. Um, there's only one person that could do it. Who? 
off the top of my head, but he can't because he has other obligations. I'm talking about uh, Yaha Yahya. I can't. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce his name. You're gonna have to excuse me with this one again. But Yaha Abdul Mateen II, who was in in Aquaman, Black Manta. Oh, yeah. And he was. I like I him, but I don't. Man, know. I he was in Watchmen. You have to see Watchmen. Yeah. I, Finish Watchmen. I, I understand. I've but seen, my thing, seen my thing is that. I'm just saying in terms of capability. I'm not saying necessarily in terms of, of should we because yeah. it's really hard I to say. Again. Do you recast – let me put it to you this way. Do you recast Robert Downey Jr.? No. That's all yeah, I'm going to no, say. No, you don't. <laughs> you create a if new you, Iron If you Man. can say yes to that, if you can say yes to that, then – we can we can talk. If you can't say definitively that you're going to recast Iron Man with a different person than Robert Downey Jr., then that's the end of this this conversation. It's a little, it's a little I, different though because you know he didn't pass movement. away. The no, character really, passed away. Not really. The actor didn't pass away. No, like, so that brings Danny, up a whole Danny, other set of, of conflicts because you have to talk Danny's about. Danny's got his hand raised. I think he wants to say yeah. something. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> oh, so, if you um. Go ahead, go I feel ahead. like if yeah. you like, uh, do I? yeah, go ahead. Okay, I feel like if you like recast him, it's like a dishonor to the piece of his legacy that was Black Panther. Nobody else can do it as good as him. By trying to recast it, it's almost as if you're doing a disservice to it because yeah, you're, yeah, you're not you're not remembering you're not really remembering Black Panther for the character. I mean, for the actor. You're just trying to replace him, and that's that seems a little bit like that's here. Here's how here's how I would do it. I would not necessarily to recast, right? Like, even though I had like my crazy theory of like bringing Killmonger back, and all of a sudden he has like the the Vegeta redemption arc where he goes from being the ultimate villain to being hold on. Anyway, I said that like that's what we. It's a crazy thing, but the the right way I think that could have been done. Um, that could be done is again use a deep fake have the have the uh, movie the second movie start with the fact that T'Challa has an illness that even the science of Wakanda can't heal and he accepts his fate and then passes on the power of you know Black Panther onto the next person so this way you you kind of also make it real you make the fact that like you know, Bozeman's, um, you know, struggle that he's been dealing with has been maybe even like do that. Maybe even be like, hey, like he actually has been going through this illness through the timeline of the entire Infinity Saga and the whole nine. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, he's like, I've been using the Black Panther power to keep me alive, but I can't do it no longer. And then he passes it on. I think that that's that would be a really w- good way to honor the sacrifice, the the internal struggle that he shouldered on his his own without telling anyone um, and then pass it off to a new Black Panther. What do you guys think of that? That's, I mean, that's, I hope they can just pull that off. I, again, it's, it's so, it's just thinking about I mean, everything that could have been. Right it's, now, it's, it's one of those, like, it's all these things that could have been. And that's what makes like, all right, well, now all of a sudden, now that it won't be, you know, and right. I mean, that's, that's what makes all, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just really sad and depressing <laughs> to think about, but I mean, so, so what about I'm with it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. Like that, that's, I think that's a good idea. Like I, I'm, I'm not with the recasting, like 
It is only one T'Challa, right. and that's it. Leave it at that. And yeah, but to, yeah. you got to keep Black Panther going one way or the other. Well, yeah, clearly. Well, it's going to probably yeah. be uh, Letitia Wright uh, is going to have to take up the mantle sooner. I'll put my hand down now. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I like the idea. I had basically a similar one, which is somehow you know T'Challa can maybe sacrifice himself again. We it. A lot of indication is that Namor was going to be in the second film. He was going to be like the anti-hero and the villain, possibly. So you could have, you know, T'Challa sacrifice himself to save Shuri and and everyone somehow. Um, that's how you can create a conflict with Namor. Maybe maybe he like tries to sink Wakanda, like he's like he's done in the comics. Uh, um, I mean, but it's the re- the reason I don't like that idea is because like it, it, <laughs> it intertwines it into the plot of the story itself. Um, whereas I think if like you do it early on in a way that doesn't directly impact the plot of the uh, story for the rest of the film, it's you. I don't want to say this way, but you kind of get it out of the way and help people move on through the rest of the film. Yeah, there's not much setup you can do between, like, which would have been kind of a big point. You can't do a conflict. You can't set up the conflict between T'Challa and Namor, so it would seem really I think, like, the best way would be to, like, you know, do it that way, where he's, you know, he, like, you know, in the beginning of of, of part two, he, you know, discloses the fact that he has this illness and he can no longer fight. He's lost the battle. But I think you already... I think you already have the villain of the film already there in the franchise, because, um, it, and and I think we discussed this briefly on our on our text last night. You have Mbaku there. Yeah, he he is you know man ape, which is a, a derogatory term that they did not put in the film for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you already have the conflict built in there because. What mm-hmm. does what does T'Challa do at the very end of the film? He says, you know, we're going to reveal ourselves to the world. We're going to offer the technology to help. And and what is the thing that keeps the Jabari away from the rest of Wakanda is the fact that they they don't follow traditions anymore. That, you know, you have and, and now you literally have T'Challa just going against every single thing that Wakanda has stood for for how many centuries you have your villain right yeah, there. Yeah, but I, I don't think that it works only because the the Jabari had the redemption arc in the first one, right? Because the first one started with that I am your enemy and then it ended with I am your savior. To then now go to back to like I'm your well, enemy again, I don't know. I think that you can still and, use them for conflict, I think, I but think, I don't think that you can make them think, a villain. Well, you can't do it. I, don't I think, think it's more the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, I don't think you can you know? do it. And here's why. Because in, in Endgame, the M'Baku and the Jabari are there. There's no conflict after mm, all that right, time. Yeah. They're yeah. there. They're yeah, helping I mean, out. See, Like he gets them to help here's, out here's right my, away. So the conflict, I think I that's a, that's like a Black Panther three thing to do. But go ahead. No, but here's my here's my rebuttal to all that. First of all, um, the reason really that Mbaku helps T'Challa is because you have Killmonger on the throne, and that no 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 no, no, no. End game end game when when well, they fight I know, Thanos. I'm getting I'm getting to that. Okay, I'm, I'm getting to okay. that because I'm 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 going to Gabe's point mm-hmm. now. I'm coming around mm-hmm. to yours. Okay. Because the reason that the Jabari are there is 
obviously you've got a guy that's going to kill the universe. I think it's in their best interest to try and stop him. Sure, but just I, saying. I mean, not Still. even that Infinity War. They looked pretty chummy too. I mean, don't forget, yeah, don't that. don't forget that like that that um, and Baku also saved T'Challa, even though it was an eye for an eye kind of thing. He still didn't have to save him, and he did not knowing what was going on down there. You know, so he still did can... it. Like I think that like he still had his redemption arc. And I'm not saying that you can't make him a the villain and stuff like that. I just don't think that it would play as well. Or like maybe not again for me, not this soon, because you can set something up in terms of like maybe by the end of the second movie, which, again, I really want to see Namor. I'm freaking waiting for Namor. Why not have Namor? And obviously, that's going to be different. Why not have Namor? Andy, why are you so loud? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Namor, Namor be. Well, no, why not have well, him Namor do what? take out T'Challa and then that's how the man. Well, no, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking, but again, like the, you wouldn't be able to really set up a yeah, conflict with them because there's right? no footage, you know. So yeah. unless you did a bunch of deep fakes, which we all kind of yeah, don't no, really don't want, that. right? So we and don't want again, that, and, and then, 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 then the it's going to be a weird conflict. You know, it's not going to be as strong as it could have been. But what I think you can kind of do, and you know, I'll stop kind of like you know fan fan uh, kind of trying to predict this. But if you have Namor as the as a central character and a maybe one of the villains in the second one you can have the conflict between Mbaku and I guess Shuri at this point stem from Namor just destroying a whole bunch of Wakanda and Mbaku blaming him for it maybe the, the like a whole bunch of Jabari die in the conflict that's how you can create maybe Mbaku as a villain in the third one in my opinion maybe it's just but, my, my thing is that like um, the other thing too is that like I don't think that Mbaku as a villain, at least not a main villain. I don't think it plays as big because obviously it plays well in a comic book because it's a, it's a, it's a you know, biweekly series or monthly series and stuff like that. And you got to tell stories. But when it comes to film, there needs to be like a really big gravity, you know, to it. Like the, the, the danger of, of that person being the villain. And I don't know if they can like create big enough conflict with Mbaku just because Mbaku wants to be the king, you know, maybe he could be one of the villains. But yeah, I think he could be like one of, of the villains ones. and stuff like that. But I also don't <laughs> think that, I also don't think that I don't necessarily want to see Mbaku as the villain. I think that like he can be, continue being the outsider that you don't know if he's going to help or not, you know. But I don't, I, I, I don't necessarily want to see him as the villain. But yeah, the other thing too, to your point, Danny, is, I love, your is. point to your point, Danny, is that if if you do intertwine him, like Namor is the reason that you know, T'Challa is dead, then again, that's now the entire plot of the entire movie. And so you're dragging that on and not helping the audience move forward. Here's what I think. Um, I don't know. And this is going to sound a lot like a rerun, but just hear me out on this. Have any of you seen the uh, Ultimate Avengers movie number two? No, I don't think so. Nope. It's talking about the animated, yeah. right? the animated movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... There is a villain there who's named Kleiser. Um, he's a, a Chitauri spy. And basically his whole arc in the second movie is retrieving the huge meteorite of vibranium under Wakanda. Now, here's what I was thinking. Okay. What if when Thanos died, there has been all sorts of dissent 
inside of his, like, you know, presumably he has this huge empire that he, uh, you know, rules because, you know, he has to get all the resources mm-hmm. and all that. Thanos, right? So what if the Chitari is one of those factions and you have Kleiser in that role as the villain? And he's like, well, hey, you know, there's a huge bunch of vibranium uh, under the earth. Why don't we just grab it and make ourselves stronger? That could tie it to they, they could they could tie yeah. it to other no, Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah, but that was on yeah. Earth. Was that every single bit of Thanos' forces? It might be. Yeah, yeah. we don't know actually. No, I but think it should it, be because it's you figure like, Tony Stark. Yeah, he yeah, snapped he did a to snap, kill. And he didn't like think about like oh, I only want to kill the ones that are right here right now. Yeah, he was just like I need just, right yeah. just the ones I can see. Yeah, or maybe you know, like maybe he maybe he did like every everything that at this battle right here. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a it's way possible. they can bring it back somehow. They'll find it's some comic sort books. Of, uh, they can always bring it away. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they can always find a way. So, well, look at look at some of his other villains though, because this is kind of how you can figure out how you would be able to plot something out. Uh, I mean, so Manape, obviously Mbaku is his villain. Let's just call him Mbaku for the the rest of this right. podcast because we hate that name. Killmonger, who's dead. Yeah. Um, Ulysses Claw isn't necessarily I mean, like, a Black Panther villain, but he's, but he's dead. dead. Okay. And he would have been awesome. I wish they didn't kill him. That's the one thing I didn't like about the movie. Even though I understand why they did it, I wanted to see more of him. But anyway, uh, Namor, right? That's another one of his big villains. And then after that, you have, well, this is not a drop off in quality, but after that, you have kind of a drop off. You have Craven the Hunter. Craven is who would be awesome. Craven, Craven is somebody that was being considered. I know you yeah. guys have heard that rumor. Mm. Ryan Coogler was considering having Craven the Hunter, which would be awesome. I would agree with Craven that. Craven is so But like dope. after that, it's like Batrock the Leaper, who has been in the MCU. Uh, yeah, he's been in the MCU already. GFG. Captain America fought yeah, so him right at the beginning of um, oh, Captain America 2. Yeah, of uh, exactly. Yeah. Of the Winter Soldier. So he's alive, but does anybody really want to see Black Panther fight that dude? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, look, you, you do you do Namor in the second one and you do Craven in the third one. And that's yeah. that's good to me. That's I mean, those are two super, super solid villains. I mean, dude, Craven, does Marvel have Craven, may Craven know. though? Does Marvel have Craven huh? though? Now, oh yeah. Sony he might belong to Sony. Sony. I think they did the that was part of the deal that they could use the the Marvel villains as well. So let's go thoughts I think that was part of the Spider Man deal. Or Spider-Man, Spider-Man villains. We would have to, to find that out. Because he's technically part of the Spider-Man be. universe. And, you know, who knows if they're still doing their, like, yeah. Sinister Six stuff. So They are. I, last I heard, I... Yeah, I'm they are. And Craven, and, if I'm not mistaken, Craven is supposed oh, okay. to be in it. Like, they teased it. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. But not it sh- confirmed, he should be. But there's been, like, but, some, like, uh, hinted teasers. Okay. I mean, Craven would be an awesome villain. So we would have to confirm, I guess, whether or not the MCU has the rights to use him. But maybe Sony should Craven do him had a freaking awesome solid. Arc. Craven had an awesome arc in the uh, recent Amazing Spider-Man um, new volume launch. So he's always had great arcs against yeah. Spider-Man, dude. Like it would be, it would be a great way to tie Spider-Man and Black Panther together. Also, so we would, we would have to see, like, yeah, if that would work or not. I don't know. Any other thoughts on like moving forward with that? No, I don't. I mean, I mean, again, I e- even if they they could also just do two. You know, they don't need to do a third one. They could do just Namor, and then you know, set up the new Black Panther, not the new T'Challa, just the new Black Panther, and then 
use Black Panther in the MCU tie-in movies as opposed to like more individual films. I don't know, you know. It's kind of impossible to well, because, because you, don't have, awesome to have, you don't have to have a bunch of solo Black Panther films to tie into the rest of the MCU, like Secret Wars and stuff. You could just like introduce the new Black Panther in part two and then just have him show up, you know, semi-prominently in, in, in the uh, other tie-in films. Well, if it is a new male Black Panther and it doesn't end up being Shuri, I mean, I don't even know if they were planning on doing that. But again, we know that that's what part is, of what it was in the Shuri comic. Actually, Shuri actually would be pretty good, though, because uh, in the comics, you know, T'Challa is like super, super intelligent. Sure, he is, and one of one of the the things that's well, she's, always she's smarter than him, right? Interaction between, <laughs> yeah, and the, the the interaction between Black Panther and Reed Richards, um, because they're always fighting as to who's smarter. You know, Shuri would actually play that really, really well. Oh, like uh, playing off of uh, of Jim from The Office. We all know will probably end up being cast yeah, as Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> that would yeah, yeah him and his wife right amazing. there. You got you got yeah. them both. Yeah. Well, that, that's been that. that's been long rumored or or at least yeah. long fan casted. You know, I, I I almost feel like there literally couldn't be another, you know, Reed and Sue Richards. So, I don't know. All right. So, yeah. does let's I guess try to give our final thoughts i think final tribute on, and send off on everything that yeah. that has occurred on again the reason for the podcast and you know we geeked it out a little bit and and tried to figure out the future of the mcu but let's go back to what we came here for right which is to honor chadwick boseman um i guess i'll start with a with some sort of some sort of uh tribute or memoriam uh so like most people, you know, I was introduced to Chadwick Boseman um, in 2016's Captain America Civil War. Not all people, because Danny, like you said, you were introduced in some of his other great films mm-hmm. like 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's he had been in some other great films, I think, already by then. I think Get On Up had came before uh, Black Panther or even Civil War. And Marshall was another great film where he played, of course, uh, the iconic black, uh, you know, iconic, um, you know, black black person in history, Thurgood Marshall. So, again, I guess you know, I don't want to I don't want to get too crazy with and too wordy with all this. I think it's just, as we all would agree, it's kind of a cliche to say at this point. Like, it's really just very sad to see, um, you know, not just a young man. But a young man who, as we all noted, was really, really strongly involved in in bringing a new era of representation to Hollywood that was long, long overdue. And and again, nobody is saying that he was the first to do this, not the first filmmaker, not the first actor, to be sure. But there's a reason why this young man who, you know, wanted to do completely other things, wanted to be a director, was a teacher, was an athlete. There's a reason why somebody like a Felicia Rashad or a Denzel Washington would say like, there's something special about this young man. Like, and that was, I think he was about 23 years old when Denzel Washington decided to help pay for his education to be an actor. And, you know, Denzel Washington is one of the most iconic black actors in modern history. 
if not in all of history of Hollywood and of film. So that, again, to me, that kind of gives you an idea of how special people knew he was going to be a long time ago. And that really reflected on what you see, again, on social media to the people that knew him the best, people like Josh Gad, for instance, who, as I noted you know, on his Instagram, he was absolutely broken up in tears. And I think, Wolfie, you mentioned it earlier, the text message, the last text message that 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 uh, Chadwick Boseman sent to Josh Gad was something that was just really encapsulating who he was as a person. Like in spite of all the hardships that he was going through, he just wanted to help people, make people happy, make people look in the mirror and see themselves as heroes. That's something that he noted a lot. That's something that he came back to as a theme. He wanted to be Black Panther so that other people could look in the mirror and be proud of who they were. And I think that's really the thing that encapsulates what a special person Chadwick Boseman is. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of sadly, you know, what I think he meant to me, what I observed and what he meant to other people, which was really important to his legacy, a talented young man, um, and just sad that we're not going to see more of him and see more of his beautiful, positive influence on the world and on film and on properties and, and characters that we love. Well said. Thank you. You want to uh, go I mean, ahead and say something? So, uh, I mean, so for me, you know, mm-hmm. there, there, there's been very few moments uh, very few people in my life where I feel like I've been impacted enough to change how I act and, and operate in daily life. And through mm-hmm. the revelation of the like the silent struggle that Chadwick Boseman shouldered while giving us examples of humility and leadership and dignity, um, you know, everything that he did while while understanding the possibility of his fate and, you know, making sure that no one else suffered with him. You know, I, I now feel, you know, inspired to carry myself in a similar manner, making sure that it's not about me and my struggles. You know, of course, whenever one needs help, you should you should look for help. You should if you have a cry for help, whatever. But for me, like the way that he clearly did everything, you know, with the intention of inspiring the next generation of people and mm-hmm you know, inspiring anybody that he came in contact with um, when he stepped into a room, the way that he carried himself, everyone just knew, you know, that this was a man of, of, of dignity and, and, and caring and love. And, um, you know, for me, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to carry myself in a similar manner. I want to kind of be better every single day as it is. And I now have like the clearest example of that and and I hope to follow his lead forever. So thanks, man. <sighs> Guys, what are the thoughts do we have? I, I could go next, I guess. Um go ahead, man. So yeah, I guess same thing in terms of impact, like there's something there's something about someone who's going through all these things that's still able to do so much positive in the world and Mm -hmm. i think especially when someone's 
struggling or going through something as personal as cancer, you know, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the times you reach out, people reach out when they have cancer to, and there's a lot of, there's a big support system, but I mean, he didn't. And that goes, that, that that's saying something to me. Like he wasn't looking for this. He wasn't looking for that. He, he wanted to do it on his own. He didn't want anyone to feel bad for him. And that's not to say that that's the reason people do it, but like he really was just, he he shouldered it and he still worked through all of it and you know it makes it puts things into perspective for everyone and including myself included that you know there it could always be worse and there's no reason to not push forward no matter what you're going through because someone's always got it worse and someone's still pushing through it so perseverance and strength is just not even all the words you could use for what he did and look how many people he inspired and you know and again just to piggyback off what everyone else said like it's 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 disappointing and it's a shame that we're not going to be able to see more of all that potential that he he showed us and um you know i mean i guess the only thing we can do is consider ourselves lucky that we did get what he was able to give us and you know, be better as people as our way to honor him and what he stood for as well. And Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Thank you, Danny. Crew? Well, uh, yeah. Um, go ahead, AJ. I'm mostly going to echo what most of you guys have said. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy was, put simply, an icon, you know, ushering in a uh, I guess a new era of representation and, you know, and I, I, I just watched 40. I didn't, I haven't been able to see like a lot of his works, but I just saw f- or parts of 42. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like I can really like all the emotion he puts into his work. It, it really shows, you know, and it's, it's really, it's very disheartening to hear that, you know, he's gone but at the same time he you know he made the best of what he had he and i'd go so far as to say he left the world a better place for it you know so yeah it's shame thank you aj okay so um Thank you, New Positive. York uh, sirens. <laughs> yeah, that's me, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Go ahead, Eli. Um, positivity and kindness is general is basically what his legacy is built off of. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a natural born leader who had an effect on literally every generation. Well, ge- our generation and the generation. Before us, before my generation, generations. and generations to come, yeah. um, I would generally describe him as a superhero. Um, I don't, I don't know too much about the person. Well, I do because of the movies and how he, how the movies, how how he didn't really act. He didn't act any of it out. Yeah, just I know what you mean. Being himself, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely a superhero who, I guess, well, really, no, no, really, 
really helped out and brought like happiness to like people all over the world really and it's just it's there's not much to say about the about him except that he was a really kind person that's that's generally it that's it yeah thank you Eli uh well I guess I'm up right yeah please give us your thoughts right well it sucks to be last because uh Everything you guys said is basically, you know, um, what I feel. You know, this he was a he was a once in a lifetime talent that, you know, cancer took him from us way too early and cut short whatever lasting impact that he could have potentially even had more than what he has now. You know, um, so I'm I'm gonna say this really quickly fuck cancer mm-hmm. um fuck cancer i think we can all agree <laughs> yeah that, that's how it works so part of my french or my greek or whatever the heck you want to call it but we'll allow that's, it that's how i feel about that. we allow it today for sure um but you know what even in death he can he continues to inspire and and to help people because now a lot more people are you know aware of colon cancer and its dangers and how it impacts the black community even more so than, than, you know, normal populations. And so now, you know, because of his passing, a lot more people are alerted to the fact that colon cancer is a deadly disease. And, you know, a lot of people are now thinking about going to the doctor and checking themselves out. Very much in the minority community. Even in death, he continues to inspire, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, he, again, this was, he could have, he could have gone down as a once in a lifetime generational talent. You know, he, he would have been, you know, and again, not, not to keep it very narrow, but, um, that it, again, with what he's done so far, he's impacted so much. I just think that I just look at what could have been if he was still around and how much more of an impact he could have had on society itself. Um, but I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with just um, a couple of comments that Ryan Coogler had, because I think it's, it's important to, to hear what he has to say. Um, he said that it hurts more to know that we can't have another conversation another FaceTime or another text message exchange. He would check in on me and my loved ones, even as he dealt with the scourge of cancer. Um, Chad's performance made it all real. I think it was because from the time that I met him, the ancestors spoke through him. It's no secret to me how he was able to skillfully portray some of our most notable ones, I had no doubt that he would live on and continue to bless us with more, but it is with a heavy heart and a sense of deep gratitude to have ever been in his presence that I have to reckon with the fact that Chad is an ancestor now, and I know that he will watch over us until we meet again. Um, I can't say it any better than the way he put it, so I'll leave it. At that, at that. Thank you, Walt. 
So let's uh, let's try to leave it off on the most positive uh, notes that we can. Um, I'll just name something that always brings a smile to my face, and it's not a movie that he was in, um, but I, I always remember when he was on Black Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So that's a moment that brings me so much joy. Oh God. You guys know the sketch that it's I'm talking about. Yeah. For anybody who hasn't so seen it. Okay. <laughs> After all, yeah, we should actually yeah, repost would. that. We should put that on and like you know, let's remember the good. Yeah, like that's a moment that really, 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 really loved. Um, and again, the movies were fantastic. I love everything about him as Black Panther. Everything about him as Jackie Robinson, and all the other films that we had seen him in. He was great in the Five Bloods. Um, what about you guys? Is there any quick moment you want to name that's like a favorite Chadwick Boseman moment, geek or otherwise? Could be a real life moment. I mean, it doesn't have to be a me, fictional moment either. I, I gotta say, like one of the one of the best moments for me uh, was from the Black Panther movie in the mm-hmm. scene where um, uh, he had just been crowned king. He just did the uh, coronation, the fight with Mbaku, and yeah. he uh, is back in like Love the base with uh, with Shuri, and that's the first time <laughs> that we see him give like give her a pound and then the Wakanda symbol and. They're talking and she goes like, more importantly, what are those? And points at like his <laughs> sandals. That moment like was just, I felt like that that could have even been, I don't know if that was an unscripted moment or whatever it was, but it just I felt like one. such a a real, <laughs> a local kind of like a, a now moment. And, you know, you're looking at a, a, a king and a princess, but then you're seeing the relationship between brother and sister and yeah. it just felt like that was brother and sister real life off screen. So it was such a love great that scene. moment. I That's agree. one of my favorite scenes in the entire film. Yeah. Guys, any other thoughts or anything else you want to share? Uh, I never freeze. I, <laughs> I want to say that. You froze. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna That's miss a great moment in the movie. It's so hard to pick one moment. Uh, I know. Jeez. Someone else go first. <laughs> well, we got the kids and, and, and Walt, so. Uh, we got yeah. some good ones. If you guys don't want to share a moment, that's fine also. But well, is there anything else that you guys want to you think of when you t- think about what a great guy and what a great actor Chadwick Boseman was? I'm t- I mean, I, 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 I mentioned it earlier for sure, but that, that one scene in, J- in 42, like – it's that stuck with me. It still sticks with me. Like just that the amount Wait, of happy moments, happy moments. I mean, I, I just showed his, it that showed me. It, it was, it showed me like, that's the moment I thought when they're like, Oh, we casted this person as black Panther. And I was like, I thought back and I was like, Oh, he's a great actor. Yeah. That's it's perfect. It's like a, it's I'm, like okay. a revelatory I'm, moment. Yeah, I'm okay with this. Like what a great actor they casted. That was it. So, okay. That's an awesome moment as well. Um, Eli, AJ, Walt, any other thoughts on, oh, no, excuse me, Eli and AJ, any other, uh, moments that you wanted to name or should we move on now to the end of our tribute? Yeah. I think you guys got the, the best of. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. So again, um, I want to thank everyone on the, the, on the podcast crew. 
Uh, I want to thank Danny for joining us this week. Thank you guys for having giving me. us some great insight. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. We'd love to have you again. I wouldn't have an issue with it. Um, I'm always down, at all Because you're freaking awesome, Daddy. dude. I'm always, always um, down, bro. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, remember, guys, that Wolfie Ooh. and Danny got their own podcast, The Grappling Review. Quick little plug for the, for the crew over there. You should definitely check it out. It's about all things combat sport related. Um, I'm in about four more episodes, and, and then I'm going to get voted off. So we're gonna check them out now. We're going to do like a, a public vote to see if I should just kill them off. Gonna we're we're going to Jason Todd. Off, we're literally going to we're going to Jason Todd me. It's going to be good. Wait, you're going to vote him off of Fight Island, guys? That's messed up. <laughs> we're going to kill him off of the podcast <laughs> show and possibly get a new co-host because sometimes there, he sucks. There is an artist renditioning <laughs> coming of that famous co- like <laughs> panel of batman holding jason todd it's coming don't worry <laughs> oh my god we're gonna recreate go. that we That's did actually the grappling you're heavy oh oh boy <laughs> thank thanks to the grappling review crew <laughs> and uh obviously to our to our boy wolfie as always for introducing us to a new crew member um as oh. usual thanks for dealing with any sound issues Guys, all of our fans out there, our legions and legions of fans, thank you for joining us and dealing with any sound issues today. As usual, you know what to do. Please like, rate, share, and subscribe if you're enjoying our content. Like, rate, share, and subscribe even if you're not enjoying our content. Like, what what does it hurt to do that? Uh, Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes, wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. And one last thought. We had a moment of reflection from Ryan Coogler. I really liked Angela Bassett's way of putting it. So if I may, I'll leave us with that. Um, So Angela Bassett, this young man's dedication was awe-inspiring. His smile contagious. His talent unreal. So I pay tribute to a beautiful spirit, a consummate artist, a soulful brother. Thou art not dead, but flown afar. All you possessed, Chadwick, you freely gave. Rest now, sweet prince, Wakanda forever. And to all of our fans out there, please stay safe. Take care of yourself. Get yourself checked out. Make sure you're healthy. And as always, please stay geeky, my friends. Rest in power, dude.